So I'm here for the uh, Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema interview series with uh, directors of uh, folks who are in the festival. My name is John Fallon. I'm uh, of the Indie Film NYC podcast, and we're here today at a tease at the Filmmakers Lounge. And uh, if you guys can introduce yourselves. Sure. I'm Adam Engel. I'm the director of the Huame Orchestra documentary. Okay. And I'm Vanessa Bontea, the assistant director and producer of the Huame Orchestra documentary. Great. So... Uh, I got a chance to check out the film. It's an interesting little documentary, uh, some interesting characters. But why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, the documentary itself and, and how it came about? Sure. I mean, there's a, a, little bit of, a little bit of a backstory, but initially it was supposed to be, I thought, a commercial. Supposed to do a 30-second minute commercial. Um, and then the more information we got, it started to, well, we need to include this person. And they wanted, you know, this, these people. Uh, and then before you know it, it was actually turning into a, a, a documentary. And I've never done a documentary before. This was my first one. Nice. Um, yeah. And so uh, who, who were you meeting? Who, who kind of organized you to, to well, start? Well, uh, so her father is a, uh, he runs sort of a daycare center for older people. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're all Chinese immigrants. And they're probably in their mid-60s to, you know, early 80s, some of these people. Um, and most of these people haven't, you know, they studied their entire lives for, um, for playing these instruments or singing or, or doing these orchestras. And they just, they, when they came to America, they just couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Feasibly, they, they, they couldn't make money doing this. So they had to put away their instruments for over 20 years until... You know, her father said, "Hold on a second. Yeah, we have everybody here. Let me, let me, let me help you set this up." And that's exactly what happened. And then we were called in to uh, document it. So your father kind of organized uh, the yeah. actual performance. Yeah, Jack. Uh, he's a big purveyor of you know Chinese cultural arts, and he's been in the United States for over 20 years himself. And he found that the next generation, for example, my brother is 16, he's very Americanized. Mm -hmm. um, they're not carrying with them these uh, traditional Chinese cultural music or arts. And he felt that in New York that was a missing element. So he wanted to start, you know, um, nurturing that, I guess, in the community. And so at what point, you said you started, it was supposed to be a, a commercial. <laughs> Right. Well, that happened in the meetings. The, sure. the meetings, the first meeting, you know, just mm -hmm. a little commercial, and second meeting, okay, just a little bit more, <laughs> and then it was okay. We're, I guess, we're doing a documentary uh, that's going to take up, uh, you know, a month mm -hmm. of of our time, uh, because they had very little time to uh, to rehearse mm -hmm. and, and and get this up and out there. So, you know, I'm I come from from the side of things where you need storyboards, you need shot lists, and okay, I know what I'm doing. I feel confident. Right instead of just being dropped into you know, a daycare center with room to be able to rehearse, and then you just have to find something, find the story. Mm -hmm. Well, so in one way, you guys had an end date, right? Because you had a performance date yeah. right, set. Right, right. So you, you kind of had a parameter that you could work with. Because I, I know some documentaries, you know, you can shoot for years, and right. edit for you right. know, another dozen years or whatever. So was that was that helpful to you to have that kind of... Well, uh, first of all, obviously, because, at least for me, because it's always good knowing that, okay, that's the finish line. Mm -hmm. We know that the performance is either going to be a, a huge success or, or, or be total crap. Mm 
<laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, now everything we're doing is going to be working towards that outcome, you sure. know? Luckily, everything turned out amazing. Right. Uh, but, yeah, especially, I mean, the hardest thing for me, especially with this project, is I don't speak Chinese. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these... <laughs> a lot of what we were filming, a lot of what, what, what we were capturing on a day to day, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I did. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> but I, we'd, ha we'd have to talk for a second. Like, <laughs> Vanessa, what just what happened here? <laughs> but even my Chinese isn't, because I'm born here, even my Chinese isn't that deep. Sure. So some of the things I was like, I have no idea. And sometimes they're speaking a different dialect and they're switching back and forth. Right. So we were just going by a lot of um, facial expressions and behavior. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, how were you? Uh, what was the crew like? It was was it just the two? It, of it you? had it had to be bare bones. Especially you had people who have never had a camera in their face. So a camera alone is just going to freak anybody out. You know. Sure. Now a, a director, sort of you know watching over everything. You have a sound person with the with the boom pole right on top mm -hmm. of you. You, had, you know Vanessa in the background, sort of just scouting and doing whatever you know assistant directors do. Right. And then. Um, uh, I, that's that's really just trying to keep it as low key as possible because mm -hmm. you, you can't you can't be following people around with with 20, 20 crew members you know right and and you literally had no direction over them you you were just well in the wall for the most part for the most part mm -hmm. for the most part I knew I knew there were certain days where they could showcase okay we're at the midway point and um, let's show them what we have mm -hmm. so the first couple of, of rehearsals we would film and fly on the wall type mm -hmm. stuff. Then I knew at a midway point, once they were working with this director, uh, sorry, this composer, Mr. Lee, things started to sound a lot better. So mm -hmm. I knew, okay, on this day, I want, I want two hours for me to, and we only, this was a one camera shoot. Mm -hmm. So there's a sequence in there where Mr. Lee shows up where um, it's a lot more put together. Mm -hmm. And I had to shoot everything in piecemeal. Okay, everybody, stop. Let's go back to uh, a couple of bars ago. Let's just get this from the cello or for, uh, from the airhu which is a Chinese instrument, sure. um, and then piece it together. But for the most part, fly on the wall. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, how do you feel the overall message? Like, what, what, are, what do you feel people are getting out of it now that it's complete? Like, what's the, what's the kind of reaction you're getting? Uh, so far, the reaction th has been uh, really nice. Yeah. And especially after the screening, everybody had really nice things to say. I got messaged on Facebook. Nobody contacts me on Facebook, so <laughs> they had really nice things to say. Um, the message that I wanted to get across, uh, I forgot the name of the publicist, but, but he had wrote that it, it was a respectful uh, uh, view on it, and that, mm -hmm. that's what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Because you are, this is their last chance at, at, at performing. Mm -hmm. And whether they failed or whether they succeeded, I think it's important that they were giving it a shot. Because they could have never picked up their, their instruments. Right. Mm. That could have been it. So uh, it was a success regardless. At least they went and did it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I viewed the film, obviously, and uh, that's the sense I got. You know, before I even got to the finish line, you know, you felt the sense of accomplishment from these people. Like this, the story, like you said, about how they, they put these instruments down to work and, and live and, and, you know, <laughs> survive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then bring it, bringing it back and, and picking up again. And, you know, you could see it in their faces. Yeah, I think, I think the, the story is about um, second chances mm -hmm. and about how it's never too late. Um, but I also think as young artists, we're really 
geared toward like the finish line or or the result mm -hmm. or you know um, accolades or recognition sometimes um, people want that stamp you know we submit to a film festival because we also you know want the little laurels to put on our website for example sure. and I think what was so inspiring about these group of musicians is it was just about the music mm -hmm. they didn't need a huge performance hall they didn't need Carnegie Hall that's not what they they were aiming for they just wanted to play again and respect the music yeah and respect the music I thought that was the most beautiful part of their story yeah no, it's it's, uh, it's definitely a touching film it's uh, you know it was a joy to watch uh, thank you you know I'm, I'm sure that when we screen it and uh, you know so when is it screening Oh, it, it, screened it screened already. It screened yeah, yesterday, oh, yeah. Great. So it got a really nice reception, and uh, oh, that's great! Oh. I was really happy about it. Um, yeah, we're also about to go into production tomorrow for uh, for my <laughs> biggest feature. <laughs> okay, so uh, so you said uh, that this is your first and only documentary. First so and only documentary. Now, I might do another one. Uh, okay, that was my question. Yeah, you know, yeah. Is it kind of a the bug has bitten you a little bit? You like the experience? Yes, I did because it was. Um, there was less pressure, in one sense, in the sense that there wasn't a tremendous amount of money in it, um, and I felt once after maybe first two days, once I got a little relaxed, like oh, I don't have I don't have to be on top of actors, I don't have to be on top of my, I just sort of direct mm -hmm. in the purest sense of the of, of the of the manner. Sure, um, but there there is one story at least right now that I would want to tell. Yeah. And the way in my head that I'm partitioning it is that I want to do maybe one documentary mm -hmm. a year and one full feature a year. And I think, I think I'll be satisfied if I do that. Yeah. So uh, in the post-production process, oh. did you, was there a lot of crafting of story there? Oh, my goodness. And, and how long was your post-production on that? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but post-production is, is all me. Okay. Um, okay, so here's the deal. I was, or we were filming Chinese-speaking people. Right, right. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how to speak Chinese. I have no idea what they're saying. So, um, you know, we'd have to do these long-form interviews. And thank goodness we had Vanessa here. Um, and I would get little bits and pieces of what they were saying. But I, how could you get the whole scope, you know? So we'd spend our days filming uh, them at rehearsal and them just doing their thing. And then we go on, on days just to follow them around and then have the interviews and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I had no idea what was going on until I got the transcripts back, which was way late in the process. Okay. So I had two things to work with. I had the actual footage that right. we shot, and I also had the music that we had. So the first thing that I started doing was just making a story with music. Mm. Okay, so I know that it's the beginning of, uh, of their rehearsal process, I hear that it's not as polished, polished as it needs to be, so I start applying that music, sorry, frantic music, you know, music that's not together. And then, then I would sort of follow throughout the process with more confident music until we lead up to the very end. So once I was able to key into those and, and start, start editing with just music, mm -hmm. then I started to get the transcripts back. Then it just blew my mind, like, wow, these... These are incredible individuals. And then um, watching them and just what we had shot previously started to make sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's why he's cleaning that instrument like that. Mm -hmm. It means so much to him because he's right. had it for so long. That's what his teacher gave to him. Right. So that's that's really where the... Um, he had like yeah, a 20-second like delayed reaction, basically. 
And yeah. I didn't realize this until you were in post because I heard everything. So while we were filming, I was understanding everything. And sometimes I just forget that other people don't. Yeah, no, that's, that was uh, funny. That's, that's such a, I'm, I have a background in editing as well. Right. So I, it just sounds like such a freeing way to cut a film. I mean, <laughs> I, know, I, like, I can't, I can't stand doing it regardless just because it's, right. it's such a mind numbing. I mean, sure. The way I always describe it is that you, you go through these lows when you're just, you, when you're sifting, whether it's a feature film, mm -hmm. narrative or a documentary, you have all this stuff to sift through, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh my God, I, this, what did I do? What did I waste my time? I wasted everybody's time. We wasted money. <laughs> um, and then, then I find something. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then that gives you a little gas to go a little bit further. Sure. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> you lose it again, and then yep. you find something else. So it's just a it's just a horrible roller coaster. Yeah, uh, editing is a tough gig. Yeah, <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. Uh, so um, you you mentioned you you have a big project coming up. What what is that? Tell me. Uh, yeah, the title is Mouse. It's mm -hmm. my biggest uh, feature to date. Mm -hmm. um, and we're we're in the final preparations. We we literally start tomorrow. And yeah, biggest crew, biggest cast, and best story that I've done so far. Nice. Now, do you write as well, or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a writing partner. His name is Jay Segan. Okay. And uh, we, I sort of, um, the conceptualist. I know that maybe like these four or five things need to happen, mm -hmm. need to happen. And he comes in, he fills in the connective tissue, mm -hmm. and then I can sort of edit and write a little bit. But we're a team. Yeah. 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 And now, are you guys collaborating on this? Of course. As well. So yeah. If, if, and. Had you guys collaborated before this documentary, hmm. or was this your first real thing together? It's we sort of. I tried my my hardest to stay away from her, <laughs> um, but at a certain point, she's organized. You know, she fills in all the little <laughs> spots that I just don't have, yeah. or I just need somebody for. And she does it so well, and she's got such a great eye. Um, I couldn't do it without her. Right, that's Thank awesome. You. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you guys had a great reception. Oh, I, I asked uh, Jeffrey Thompson. He did the, the cinematography for the uh, for the Huawei documentary. Okay. Did a fantastic job. He colored the whole thing beautifully. Mm -hmm. So everybody check it out because he also did amazing work. So where can, where can they see it? Now that uh, it's played? Right now it's uh, it's in the festival, so we can't really have it online. Mm -hmm. uh, but at a certain point, everybody's welcome to go into TangoLightFilms.com. Okay. And it will be playing there hopefully within the next uh, couple of months. Great, great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll put a link there and, uh, you know, yeah. uh, hopefully people will check that out soon. Yeah. And uh, is there anything else you guys are looking forward to with the festival? Like, we're, we're really, you know, happy to have people here at this, uh, at these screenings. And, uh, you know, this is our inaugural year. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we're hoping people are having a good time. And uh, are, yeah. are there panels or anything that you guys are looking forward to? Well, we start we start production tomorrow okay. uh, for the whole month of August. So we'll be on set every okay. single day, bright and early. But we went to the kickoff party the other okay. night, and I just thought the way that the community got together and how it was organized, mm -hmm. um, this is the first year for this festival, and I have to say it's been one of the most well-organized festivals I have seen. Um, on like you know independent circuit sure and I just thought you guys did a wonderful job with yeah, that well, thanks, yeah. for, thanks for that and uh, do you had you been around Kew Gardens much or are you from this it's, area I live right behind I live right behind the movie theater oh, <laughs> I lived right across the street here Great. for 33 years so you guys are locals yeah I, I love it okay and and did you hear about the festival through the community or where did you or was it online or uh, I've I came across it through film freeway 
And I said, no way. And I told him, I said, I, you know, out of all the festivals, it doesn't matter. This is the one that would be sure. the most uh, fulfilling. Yeah, because it's back here. So we're like so happy to be <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, great. Well, thanks again for being here. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you guys next year. Ray. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. thank you very much.